Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is your girl, Ashley. And I'm Alex. And this is Morning Dubs. And this is technically our second season, I guess. Are there seasons in podcasts? Sometimes. Yeah. Well, this is our second season. Um, We've had a lot happen to us in the past, I don't know, like five months. Maybe more than that since last time we um, uploaded an episode. But uh, we're we're, we're wanting to share with you um, updates on life. And I think... um, all the drama. All the drama. There's been a lot of drama. Not between Alex and I, but <laughs> um, outside life. So let's get started. Here we go. Yeah. Let's wake up. It's the morning. Morning dude. <laughs> it's the morning. The morning First and foremost, I finally quit my motherfucking job. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I it was in January where I think I made a decision. Um, so as you guys know, I had been struggling this entire time with my job and not just like living it in this town that we're living in, but like my supervisor, my direct supervisor um, being um, not one of the best people I've ever met. <laughs> um, and then going to HR and then trying to figure out ways where I could potentially work with this person and, um, still feel valued in the company. And it just was clear as day that, um, they would rather keep my direct supervisor because, um, they've been there the longest. Um, but I think they failed to realize that they were keeping this person on who had ran off, you know, six to eight other providers. It wasn't just me. And I know I'm not going to be the last person um, that they run off. Um, so yeah, at that point, and I had been going to therapy. Um, I had been, you know, basically down in the dumps, depressed. Um, and me being, you know, somebody who, um, lives with depression and finally getting to a place where I felt good. And then, being triggered all over again back into another depression I will I had to sit down and really think okay none of this is worth it I don't care what my paychecks look like I don't care um how you know much money I was making I could no longer do this for my mental health for my family it just didn't feel fair at any point and um the last therapy session I had I actually brought in HR And they were hoping to kind of figure out some sort of resolution, like for me to finally go, okay, well, I'm going to give it another go, you know, and see um, what they could do. Um, And, you know, HR kept saying things like, I just wish that you were a stronger woman. Uh, I wish that you would just voice your opinions. Anybody who knows me knows that um i i very much from day one would be like yo this is kind of fishy here this is i don't like how any of this is um working and playing out and we need to fix this i want to fix our relationship i want to fix how we are running this clinic because it just feels like everybody is stressed and depressed and that's not cool and so it was like a year of me going about this and then i'm like well damn is it just me no one it's not me (laughs) um but it's like okay well you know you start um, taking on a lot of the responsibility of other people's bullshit. 
And I think a lot of us are, are guilty of that. So anyways, at the end of this meeting, um, he, you know, my therapist was like, so, you know, what are you wanting to do? And I just looked at HR and I said, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> you did it in the meeting? Huh? You quit in the meeting? I said quit that during meeting. my therapy session. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think it was like a Thursday or Friday. And then that Monday I had put in my actually 90 day notice. And my contract states um, to do at least 60 days. And I originally was going to do 120 days. But um, Alex was like, hell no. Like, you're being way too generous as is. I would have just put the bare minimum in. Um, but, you know, I think my, you know, again, my direct supervisor had that way, still had that, you know, um, making me feel guilty for certain things, like um, prioritizing my family and my mental health over him and his raggedy ass. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, well, you know, if I stay three months, then I'll be able to finish more patient treatment and then, you know, would whatever. Um, I can honestly say after that, after I quit, I came in that Monday morning and was just freer than I've ever felt before in my life. Um, people at my job could see that I was so much more happier. I stopped giving an entire fuck what my supervisor had to say. I'm like, what are you going to do? Fire me? I already quit. <laughs> like, yeah. um, and, you know, during those last three months, I really got to see the value um, that I brought to the company, even if my direct supervisor didn't want to do that. Um, literally I had patients crying when they found out I was leaving. I had, um, people who actually worked in the clinic who were part of different departments and they were my patients. And, you know, they would say, um, things like, man, they're always getting rid of the good and keeping the bad. And she was like, she looked at me, she goes, and I can tell you who's the good and who's mm-hmm. bad. <laughs> you know, like I, was, I started laughing. I had patients sending me gifts in the mail. Um, I had patients, um, would bring gifts to, you know, their next appointment because they knew it was going to be our last appointment together. Like, I didn't realize how much of an impact I had on people until, like, I was leaving. And, you know, it's kind of like that thing that we do when people die, you know. You don't want to show people your gratitude when they're alive. You wait, yeah, you wait till they're dead to be like, oh, you know, DMX is going to have his day now. You know, DMX could have been had a day in New York, but they didn't give it. Um, listening to that podcast yesterday where, where Fat Joe was talking about Big Pun. The Big Pun, he deserves a street, you know. He, he did a lot for New York. Um, but we wait till these people die to make those considerations. And um, I hope that we stop doing that. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> I think it took um, me leaving to actually – allow my supervisor it widened his eyes a little bit because he we had a conversation and I was telling him you know like I'm not one of those people like you suck you this you this you that because that is not um helpful you know nobody's gonna listen to you if you just blame them for everything and I was like these are the problems that I have I feel like communication is lacking there are things that we can improve upon and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. so during the meeting he goes uh you know I've had somebody say that to me before and then he pauses <laughs> he goes is it me and I'm like, my dude, you've been here for like seven, eight years. At some point, you got to realize it's you, you homie. Figure it out. It's you. Like, if you have a bunch of people who are, you know, leaving under your direct supervision, it's you. Maybe he thinks it's the weather or the location <laughs> no, or the he, drive. He sincerely does. He, you know, first he thought it was because people don't want to live in a small town. People don't. It's in a rural area. I'm like, dude, people are willing to make any type of sacrifices. One, the cost of living here is so cheap, and we're coming with a lot of student loan debt. And there is, you know, a lot of saving that we can do. We discussed that in previous podcast episodes where um, 
no, we can battle a lot of our debt here. And I know a lot of dentists are coming with the same thing. We're not too far from a city. So it's not like we're like in stranded in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> we could go places, right? Well, maybe that's what the information <laughs> he receives, maybe from HR or from yeah. the previous providers who leave early. Yeah. Instead of saying... Like what I said, like, no, this place fucking sucks. And admin isn't doing anything about it. I think I may have been the first person to kind of put that into perspective for them. And then one of the dental assistants was so funny. Um, she goes, oh, how much are, she was asking about like how much I made. And I was like, why? She was like, oh, she, cause she was like, oh, you must get paid, you know, closer to the, you know, $200,000 mark. And I was like, no, like they're not paying me that here. And she, I was like, why? And she goes, um, cause they're advertising your position now between 160 and 175. And I said, like, oh, okay. No, they're not paying me that at all. Um, and I think they, they're having to, you know, advertise for a little bit more because the bullshit that comes the with the bullshit it. that comes mm-hmm. with that job. They're gonna have to be like, okay, somebody's gonna be like, okay, well, I'm getting paid really well here. I might as well stick around. Um, for me, that's not the case. There ain't an amount of money in the world that you could buy my mental health back. You can buy my um, my quality of life. Like there, there is no, there's no dollar mark. It's a dollar mark for me. <laughs> no, <laughs> if, I mean, I mean, if if I was getting paid millions of dollars a year, I'm like, okay, I'll stick this out, right? <laughs> but I'm not. Like I'm getting paid like, you know, a pretty decent salary, but it's not like anything substantial where I'm just like, I can't make this somewhere else because I definitely can. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that was you know my journey with my job. Um, how was a how was like the the close out with patients because I know being around you for so long or at mm-hmm. least for, for those 90 days or whatever that's mm-hmm. all you kept talking about was like closing out your patients was it a different feeling for like providing dentistry in the last 90 days as compared to the first um yes and no so the thing that remained consistent is that um there was like a fear of the critiquing of my dentistry and what I chose um, to do with my patients. So I work in public health. So a lot of people who may have been, who are seen in public health and may understand this, but you go into a dental office and usually they give you some astronomical number that you can afford, you know, for treatment. But I really take that consideration. I'm not going to be like, okay, yeah, you have all these teeth missing or, you know, all these infected teeth. So here are these things that we could do. I'm like, okay, realistically you can, I can give you this type of treatment for what your budget is calling for. No, you can't afford crowns right now. But what if I do uh, build up a, a tooth that, or build up your tooth that is like really nice and looks like a crown until you can save it up for uh, another year or two to, to buy this crown. So I think about stuff like that in the future. And my supervisor wasn't like that. He was like, well, if you can't afford this now, you know, then just take it out. Just take it out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And um, he, okay I'm not gonna talk about his dentistry because he's a good dentist he just does for me when it comes to public health some sometimes questionable things while preaching um about public health and you know people you know not having enough money blah 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 but it just seemed like there was just a drastic difference between how he would treat um the native uh patients versus the white patients that were coming in and that got to me so I I would take it upon myself to take over, you know, certain patients of um, his that may have been seen by him previously, but they really didn't, they didn't feel comfortable with him. So they sat down with me. My concern was in the last 90 days that I wanted to get as many patients cases closed, meaning I finished up all the treatment plan that I had treatment, um, treatment planned for them within that 90 days, because 
I didn't want him to take over my load and then change the treatment plan so drastically that you're pricing out my patients or you're um, wanting to do something that they um, don't agree with. And I think in general, healthcare providers have to be careful with pricing out your patients. Um, like, no, I can't afford this, but what can I get for the money that I'm presenting to you? And mm-hmm. then being flexible with that. And I think that is a skill that some people possess and some people don't. So yeah, that, that, that's was my main thing in the last 90 days. So how far did you get with closing case? Cause you closed, you didn't, I came and saw you the last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got pretty dang close with a lot of people. The lot, the people that I absolutely 100% was like, you have to be seen by me because otherwise I know this other thing is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I got like 90% of their um, work done. Sometimes it was 100% and I knew that they were just coming back for like a six-month recall to make sure everything's still looking good. Um, yeah, so it was me doing my best to make sure that my patients were well taken care of. And um a lot of them offered to to go where I was going. <laughs> they were like, "Oh, you, where are you gonna be at? Oh, okay, I'm about to come there." <laughs> so I thought that was cute. But anyways, tell what about you and your life? What <laughs> update? We'll get on the good stuff on the back end. But what was the update on your life? I quit. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was cool. Uh, I quit like a month ago, but we've been moving around so much so. Mm-hmm doesn't feel like I have nothing to do. I still have plenty of stuff to do every day, all day. But uh, closing out was pretty cool. Um, Got to meet. I guess we were, well, I was trying to hire. I was helping with the hiring process. So we uh, interviewed multiple positions because there was multiple multiple people leaving when I decided to leave. Like they came after you? Yeah. Also was like, you know what? Fuck this place. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So they were leaving as well. So, um, so like the last, like, month probably last like three weeks two and a half really um i spent just training people and introducing them to families and informing families of the changes and the systems and stuff like that um so it was nice to hear you know you close out you get I, they had threw me a party at the mexican restaurant and my coworkers came and it was it was pretty fun mm-hmm. i got a virgin margarita because it was during work hours <laughs> that was like they, they want to surprise me with it but i got gifts and stuff close out with families it's kind of nice not to have to do with because with mental health there's drama let's just be mm-hmm. real it's drama so i haven't had any of the you know the drama for the last like month no one's yeah. you gotta have your work phone with you you have to do like do all these case notes and log all this information i was able to probably spend more time with the family rather than like doing homework i should have been doing homework but I didn't do more homework <laughs> during those times. It's hard to. That was the whole point to him quitting early. It was too hard to transition <laughs> from like doing homework at like five o'clock to like start doing it at like eight and nine. It was just like, this doesn't feel right. But also the, I stayed home with the kids two extra days per week. Mm-hmm. So instead of them going five days, they were going three days. And then on Mondays and Fridays, we, we, uh, we did fun activities. Yeah. So we would leave and come back before five o'clock that was also a financial decision too because with only one income coming in and then us transitioning um i know eventually out of you know our town to a new town we was like we got to save some money somehow and i didn't want to spend full price daycare um yeah, if, if I could stay home yeah. so so yeah it was cool uh i don't have much complaint like i'm i didn't i didn't like really hate my job i just 
wouldn't have kept it once I finished my degree. Mm-hmm. I would have somehow probably got into the school district or did something different. Yeah. But I didn't hate my job. Yeah. I didn't have a supervisor for a long time, yeah. so I was able to do more free what I want to do. I was able to add a different perspective to the team because they didn't have anyone who was like in education and all of our kids go to school or, you know, all of our clients are in school. So it's like adding that dynamic yeah, and building the relationships uh, between the community and stuff like that. That was fun. I was able to just like, <laughs> I need jobs where I can't have like, all right, from eight to nine, we're doing this. From nine to 10, we're doing this. Yeah. Like I had a little autonomy to yeah. do what I want to do when I want to do it. So that's what I'm looking for moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. Like so that yeah. that brings us around to what we doing now. <laughs> I should have my own sound. All right. So this we're going to get one of those next time. <laughs> if you want to donate, we are raising $600 to get us a new uh, a mixer. Yeah. Get a new mixer. But I, being a great husband oh and the God. catch that I am, oh my God. I was able to find Miss Ashley a new job. Yes. So I officially am the dental director um, at my tribe, which was it's essentially my dream job. When I decided I was going to go into public health, when I decided I was going to dentistry, I said, I am going to work for my tribe one day. And that's ultimately all only thing I really had planned, right? It was either that or um, I wanted to eventually develop a dental clinic that was in Portland for Native Americans um, because it was really tough watching my mom, you know, drive two to three hours to go to um, our reservation to get dental work done. Never made sense to me when the majority of our tribal members live in Portland, <laughs> right? So, um, randomly, um, this time was going to be like, okay, for the next three months, I have, you know, six months of, because you know how I'm about my emergency fund and my finances. So I was like, I got six months of, um, uh, of what is the income saved, um, that I'm just going to get skinny. I'm about to look like Beyonce. I'm about to work on my mental health. I'm going to do all these things to kind of improve upon my quality of life. And then here come my husband, like, uh, you know, your tribe is higher. Right? <laughs> and I was like, no, because sh- there's this um, one tribal member. She is the dental recruiter for the Portland area. I was like, she surely would have contacted me hmm. if, you know, this was available. So I'm like, OK. But he was like, it closed. I'm like, oh, shit. So I hurry up and I had been putting my resume together, um, my cover letter together. For weeks. For weeks. Oh, OK, no, no, no. My resume and all that stuff is already done. But for this website that I was also applying for, it's mad complicated. It's a government application. So it was like, I was like, OK, I did all this stuff. And then it's like, OK, but do it again. But in our format, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> she was taking her. So I wasn't, I didn't want to work. And I told you That's that. So she, was, she was taking her time with finding a new job. I, we, had, we had visited a place. Yeah. But it wasn't like, she didn't feel, in my opinion, that this was like the fit. It was like, eh, I guess. We, I wasn't sold on yeah. it. And part of it was that um, because it's so close to the job that I just left and the supervisor there was, is always constantly calling the, um, other dental director, like, what are you doing over there? And I'm like, I don't want contact with him. Like, I don't, <laughs> like, I, I just, I know. And, you know, people like, even people who work there was like, well, that's not, you don't have to have contact with him. You can have all his phone calls directed <laughs> to <laughs> other places, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, even like, 
the CEO of the of the um, place there was even like trying to recruit me and was like trying to give me tips and tricks and um, I had every intention in applying applying excuse me and but Alex found this job that was like when I went there um, I had my job interview I guess like two weeks ago because I've only been out of work for two weeks it feels like it's been so long (laughs) but it's been two weeks it literally i you know quit my job at april 30th and then that no two weeks yeah two weeks before you quit was when you had like a interview type thing right oh yeah so so essentially how it went is that um the date had closed for the application. I was like, oh shit. So I like sent all my information in, even though it had closed. And I was like, I am a tribal member. I'm da, da, da. I'm so passionate. Please, please hire me. And uh, I called the next day. I'm like, did you guys get my information? And it was like, yeah, we got it. Um, and then I got an email um, and they were like, we got your application. We don't know if it's going to like pass or something like that. Cause it has to get through the health clinic, uh, health clinic director, the clinic health director. Um, and she eventually like a week later hit me up and was like, Oh, um, I really like your application. I want to schedule a meet and greet with you. And I guess the purpose of this is to, um, have a sit down with me about, just to see if you're a good the fit. The job. See if I'm a good fit because, you know, so often, especially in these areas like working on a reservation, et cetera, you get people who ain't got no business working in public health, um, working in public health. And so the way that they treat the patients and stuff like that is quite um, uh, More terrible. More than just a number, yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, she told me a story of how, like, one of the providers there, um, there was a homeless tribal member who came and – um, was being seen by her and she goes you know just because you're homeless um doesn't mean like somebody him stinking or something like that because a bar of soap only costs a dollar <laughs> and she in the health clinic uh, the director there was like she gotta go <laughs> um but that's like what i mean like people who ain't got no business working in public health i get encounters with patients all the time where you know they stink yeah well, the hygiene you <laughs> know yeah. sometimes is when you're living literally in the middle of nowhere, you don't have the resources, you know, sometimes that is, that's the case, you know, where you're going to find yourself in Just a homeless culture, yeah. and, you know, me, I been homeless at times. And so, no, I never been without plumbing, but I've been homeless at times. So sometimes there was baskets and stuff like that. And I remember getting made fun of that. You made, made fun of for that when I was younger, like in elementary school. And so like, you can only take what you will fit in your bag like if you don't have a place to live so um like i said there's some people who ain't got no business working in public health but um anyways at the end of the conversation um it was a zoom meeting and she goes yeah um we want to interview <laughs> i was like yes she was so happy right, we were both really happy at the end of it it was her and two other um directors um, at the clinic um and essentially she was just like you know, she kept asking me a bunch of questions and this, she said it was going to be 15, 10, 15 minute, uh, minute meeting that turned into 45 minutes to an hour. She goes, if I keep asking you questions, this is going to turn into a formal interview. So how about we close this out here and we'll, we'll fly your family in. And I was like, well, we'll probably drive. <laughs> and so, um, she reimbursed us for everything. Plus, um, um, we got to stay up at uh, my tribe's resort 
Um, that was pretty fun. The kids, my kids are now hotel bougie where they Has only like, suite. yes, they only like to stay in suites I'm now. Like, I feel like that too a little <laughs> bit now. We went to um, Coeur d'Alene, um, Idaho, which had uh, a resort there and we got a suite there with the fireplace and overlooking the lake. And ever since then, my kids are like, if we're going to stay at a hotel, I'm going to need to be overlooking some water. I'm going <laughs> to need a fireplace. Like, they're bougie. Microwave. They're so Glass bougie. Glass Yes, they're so bougie now so anyways they were really excited about the whole um the hotel because we got to stay in the suite um i went there for the interview the interview may have lasted 30 minutes but it was like we were there for like four hours and you know the kids came alex came um and i just in general when you walk into a building and you could just tell when people want you there like that is a good ass feeling like they they came in they were like we're gonna do whatever we have to do to get you here and i feel like this interview is just a formality <laughs> like that's really how they it was fed us the breakfast they fed lunch. us yes yeah. um it, it was amazing to see the the draft and i was introduced to everybody in the clinic like here's a dental director here or dental director here is the you know medical director here are the ma's everybody just looked everyone who worked there came by even yeah. we were in there the room yeah. her all day and they were introducing themselves to us and telling us about the area asking questions yeah it's just it was, the, the it was more difference. of a family environment yes yeah. and people are like oh yeah i bring my kids sometimes too because it just be like that you know <laughs> like it was just a lot different the introduction into that clinic than the introduction to the clinic I had previously. Um, I was going to say... Is that a lawnmower? Sounds like a lawnmower. Uh. But I was going to say, <laughs> don't forget that I originally called HR the next day and asked if the position was still open. Oh, my God. Talked to her on the phone for a little bit. Then we, I think you called the next day. Yeah. And then I called the day after. I called that same day we or something. We were blowing them up, yeah. essentially. Because it was like, she, you called, I think it was at lunchtime. And what I learned about rural areas is sometimes they shut down from 12 to 1. Yeah. So I called like at 1.15 she was, and she answered and I talked to her. I was like, I hope this ain't weird, but I kept it. She said she had to communicate through you after, you know. Yeah. Well, one of the things also was that um, because of COVID, everything shut down. So that normally they're not like that. Um, the clinic here um, is running at like 80% capacity right now. And my tribe is still like at 25%. Like they're only seeing urgent emergent and they're still having people stay at home, social distancing, distancing. Yeah. Um, just because when you live in a small town, once one person gets it, the whole place yeah. gets it. And that was very evident of like a few months ago here where we had our, I don't know if I mentioned this, but Thanksgiving break where we had a coworker test positive for COVID. And then, um, in the town of 350 people, like there was 150 active cases at once. Like it was crazy. Yeah. So they, um, my tribe is trying to be very deliberate. Um, to make sure that doesn't happen there. Yeah. Cause they're like, and the last thing they want is people to get COVID because of the dental department, because we spread a lot of aerosols in the, um, the air. So how about you talk about on. the facilities and stuff? The oh, my goodness. It was gorgeous. Yeah. You saw it. Yeah. Like, it was so nice. Like, uh, how, it, it was like, it is like the difference of going from like a, you know. Junior college to D1. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like or D2, D1. Yeah. It's like going from, uh, I don't know, like Lane Community to fucking Harvard or something overnight. You're just like, wait, what? The clinic <laughs> was really nice, set up really well. The dental clinic was amazing. Um, I think before we had like 
I don't know, like seven ops there. There was like 11, I think he said, but everything was like on a much grander scale. Both dentists have a corner office with a couch in it that's overlooking the forest. The hygienist the, and the dental assistants, which was really amazing to me, um, they all have their own like um, their own office as yeah. well. So it, it, you know, you could tell that the employees there are far more valued because of what they they didn't have to give people offices. They didn't have to make it so like um, grand grand but they do because they really want their their staff to stay once you get good people in you want those good people to stay and that's very evident in the way that they treated um, both me and the way that they're currently treating um their staff there um with all dental offices it comes with a lot of drama and i don't know why that is with dental offices dental offices just <laughs> always come with drama like it person i don't know it's because probably in each other's faces all the time and dentists are notoriously known for being mean uh, i'm not a mean dentist at all i'm all here for training people and understanding people's strengths and weaknesses and not basing a person's value based off their weaknesses because that's dumb um you're not going to get anywhere um if you're continuing working backwards that. yeah i feel like yeah if you play somebody strengths they're going to seem like a good person but if you're only playing off their weaknesses they're going to seem like they suck so like what what's the purpose of that so i am truly excited because not only do i already feel valued um going there and one because i'm a tribal member as well and they're excited because i think i'm probably the only dentist in our tribe <laughs> so they're ready to get me on board but i mean it comes with like a fifty thousand dollar pay raise they're paying off student loans they are paying me um, two and a half times the amount of money to move from Washington to Oregon than the other tribe paid me to go from D.C. to Washington. Um, I don't know. It's just like health it comes insurance. to health insurance, like all all those things that. Um, yeah. So one of the things was like their health insurance is more expensive. And I was like, Ooh, I, I might have to go back in the market and see if I can find something private because I'm not going to be able to afford, you know, I think it was like $1,300 a month. And the director was like, just negotiate it. So I was like, all right. So I asked for, you know, a few thousand dollars in a health stipend. And then not only did they give me what I asked for, they gave me $1,000 more. And I was yeah. like, wait, what? Yeah, because Tish gave us, well, I don't know, <laughs> she gave me the idea of asking for a stipend if you didn't want to ask for a higher salary base. Yeah. So thank you. So yeah, they actually gave me the stipend. <laughs> I asked for a stipend. They gave me a stipend that they said they're going to give me every December. This year is going to be prorated to help contribute to, um, uh, health insurance for my family and because my family aren't tribal members um they do see family members if i'm if i'm not mistaken but they won't the kids will be covered through ihs but alex won't so getting all that like in order was huge for me um one of the things i told him is like i want to get paid more than what i'm getting paid now especially like why would you i take on a separate job with more uh, <laughs> with more duties and i don't get think paid. you told them what you're doing what I did. I told him I'm dental director now. Oh. I'm I'm the head honcho, okay? I'm the boss. <laughs> and when I've been walking around telling everybody, I'm like, I'm a boss-ass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Beanie Up Scotty. That got me going around singing that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm super excited for everything that is um, coming our family's direction. We just bought a house. Like, literally, like, these two weeks have been a whirlwind. I got a whole new job. I got a whole new contract. Now I'm under contract for a house. Um yeah, our family has been so blessed in so many ways. And I think it took me finally, to, it was a leap of faith. Like betting on myself, you realize time and time again will always play out. 
um, you don't want to bet on anybody else or anything else. Like you, you are your greatest investment. And I think a lot of people forget that. And it was something that I totally forgot about. Like, um, my sister from another Mr. Uh, Tier was like, listen, every single time that you have said that, no, this isn't working out for me. I'm going to try this. It has always worked out for you. Why are you, why are you afraid now? I'm like, because like I said, I had this commitment, you know, and like, I forgot who, I forgot who the fuck I was. Okay. <laughs> and, um, having, um, you know, Tia remind me of that. Having my sister Danielle remind me of that. Having my sister Felicia remind me of that. It's super important. I mean, my husband reminds me of that every day, but it's, it hit different when, you know, other people say. <laughs> get you a me. Get you an or Alex. Get He's amazing. Job <laughs> so yeah, um, our family is going to be in a whole different position. We're closer to home now. Um, we're going to be able to see family now, and because we're going to be on the beach, people are going to want to come visit us now. Like it's, like it's amazing what um, uh, how quitting a job can do for you. what quitting a job and betting <laughs> on yourself can do. Seriously, um, yeah. So that's what, that's what we're, that's where I'm at. Um, we're still in this process. I'm signing disclosure everywhere. papers today, yeah. and I uh, sent the earnest money today, and um, yeah. So we're we're still in the midst of it, but we are we're are killing gonna, it. Um, so on the way, mm-hmm. we took we left Friday. Friday last Friday was my birthday, so yeah, happy anyway, birthday. Anyway, last <laughs> last Friday we anyway. traveled to the beach, or right over to the Oregon coast. And on the way there, we had some ideas on what houses we were going to look at and yeah. maybe put an offer in. And by the time we landed there, all the homes were sold. Fell the fuck through. <laughs> <laughs> and like on the way there, you can see Ashley drove. You get to see her being anxious. She does like her anxiety, little things. And just mm-hmm. looking at her like, man, if you want to calm down. But it's like, I can't tell her that because I don't see no other properties or anything. So on the way there, I... Throughout this time, I communicated mostly with the um, realtor lady yeah. through like text messages or phone calls, mostly text messages. And then, um, so just the night before, I got when she went to sleep, I like stayed up and kept looking for stuff, kept looking for stuff. And then I woke up early looking for stuff. Like I gotta have something, or Ash is gonna be all. No, no, don't act like you found Ash this house. Be, you did not Ash find this house. All, I found that house. Yes, I did. I was like, well, I guess we could see this one house. Oh yeah, in Newport, yeah. <laughs> but anyway. We found, um, yeah, we viewed it. Yeah. And then this was the part I was going to have you talk about was what? the uh, the whole letter part because we put a we put an offer in. We were the first ones to put an offer in. Yeah. And then someone else put an offer in like the next day, and then we had to counter. Should I read the, what I wrote? Oh, yeah. I feel like that would be good. I don't good. have it, yeah. So basically, um, the seller wanted to have a letter from the families. Yeah. I don't know if they did the other family as well. I'm assuming so. But so the night that we saw the house, Ashley was um, wrote a nice little letter. Well, so basically, um, yeah, we put an offer and there was only a verbal offer at that point um, from another family. And I was just um, Michelle, our um, realtor. She goes, the family wants a letter from you guys saying who your family is. So, um, yeah, so here's a letter. I said, firstly, thank you for considering our offer. So just, I'm, I'm going to read this just in case someone, if y'all in the housing market and somebody 
<laughs> ask y'all. Um, I said, first, thank you for considering our offer. We are currently relocating from a small town about an hour um, north of, I'm not going to say the name, to blank for a job opportunity. Originally from Portland, my husband and I have bounced from California, Illinois, Tennessee, and D.C. for our schooling. We are finally ready to stay put for a while. My husband has, been, has his bachelor's in human services and is currently going to school to get his master's in educational leadership. He is hoping to one day become a principal. He has spent the last six years working in public charter schools as a teacher and behavioral dean, but he is so much more than that. He is an awesome dad to our kids and mentor to the youth he has worked with over the years. I'm a new dentist with a passion for public health. I love working with kids and elders. At my previous job, they call me the singing dentist because I spent most of my time singing 90s pop music while drilling teeth. I'm no Whitney Houston, but it often helped ease the fears of my apprehensive patients. My husband and I have two small kids, a boy, Knight, who is five, and a girl, Rain, who is four. Knight is our gentleman, and Rain is our mini diva. Although so drastically different, they are the best of friends. We often have impromptu dance parties in our kitchen, dancing to a song that Rain may have made up that day. Knight is our curious kid. He, all, he loves soaking up all the knowledge he can learn from our adventures to the zoo, park, and aquariums. Um, blank, the city, means so much to our family. We spent so much time roasting marshmallows, collecting shells, and playing in the waters as kids. On a more personal note for me, my mom was planning to buy a house in blank before she passed. The opportunity to buy your house definitely feels so full circle for me. My husband and I are extremely excited to recreate those little joys we had as kids with our own kids. With us, your home will be loved and well taken care of. It will be a place for my kids' growth charts, first day of kindergarten pictures, birthday parties, and so many other precious moments. Thank you again for considering our family and your decision. With love, Alex, Ashley, Knight, and Rain. P.S. Most importantly, my son wanted to let you know that he is extremely excited about the fireplace and it will be easy access for Santa's deliveries. <laughs> That's all he cared about. No. <laughs> he, he drew a, the day before we left, uh, Knight came home from school and drew a picture of the house that was similar to the house that we were going to put an offer in. Yeah. But we didn't get. Like, Knight is spooky. Like the house that we were like, yeah, that's going to be the house that we we're going to put an offer in. Like he came home with the almost exact picture. And I was like, you are a weird kid. Mm -hmm. He's like, I want a greenhouse <laughs> with a ba big backyard and a chimney. So Santa can come down. <laughs> Yo, he always does that though. Like he's just, he has like little dreams about, I'm assuming little dreams that he just like. What's going on? What's going on. And he's like, this is what I want to see happen. But yeah. Um, we eventually told Knight like two days ago or I sat him on my lap. Um, we were still in Portland and I sat him on my lap and I was like, you know, the house we went to go visit, um, yesterday. He was like, yeah. I said, we bought it. He said, we're going to move there. And I was like, yeah. He's <laughs> like, when can we go now? <laughs> like, <laughs> like you just realize that, um, this experience for him in this town too was, wasn't the best for him either. Like you don't really realize that because my kids are pretty easy going, but, um, towards the end he was just like. I can see, like, I'm assuming what he felt was like, it doesn't look like mommy's really happy here. It doesn't look like dad really like his job. Like, well, what's the point of this? Why are we here? Like, he and he didn't like, um, we were going to um, Target one day, which is like an hour from our house. And he goes, mommy, the next place that we move, can we move back, to, uh, can we move to D.C. or can we go to Portland or back to D.C.? I'm like, why? He goes, so it doesn't take so long to get to Target. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, well, I can't promise either one of those places, but um, I, I promise we'll finally get somewhere where, you know, we all feel more comfortable. And he's just like, all right, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. They enjoyed the town so far. They went to the playgrounds and mm -hmm. we went to the beach. Yeah. We done. Collect crabs. They like that. We and saw his family came, his uncle and his cousins yeah. came. 
There was blood sucking worms and stuff. It was fun. It was a whole. It was a whole shindig. <laughs> I don't know if he likes the wind so much, but yeah. yeah. But the good thing is, so when you're close to the beach, it's very windy. But like literally, as soon as you get like on the other side of town, it's not so bad. But and then we did visit his school. Yeah. And so Rain wants to f- see where her school is. So I've been calling around trying to find. Yeah. Her a center for her. But everything mm-hmm. else has been going pretty smoothly. Yeah. Just gotta move. And then move in. (laughs) (laughs) Then alter some things or whatever at the house. Yeah, we're going to renovate some things um, as well. So, I mean, that's basically our update. Like, there's not, we'll probably update you guys in a few weeks when we finally moved in and things like that. We, I know we had some other episodes that we really wanted to talk about before. Um, Probably some more. about like especially like mental health i'm always a big big talker about mental health i think we need to be more transparent on mental health and finances um those are my two big things um so we'll probably definitely talk about some of that in the future um but yeah that's that's all i got today i don't i don't have nothing else that's that was our <laughs> update you know oh, yeah, like, now he got his hair locked so now yeah he, now he, he has dreads now <laughs> he got a different style yep and rain got taller yep they both gonna be tall kids. I mean, they're all tall kids, but they're gonna be taller. Puberty hits. Is that it? I think so. All right, y'all. This has been another episode of Morning Dues, and I look forward to speaking to y'all in the future. <laughs> Peace. See ya in the Kia.